The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August the 4th. I'm Donald Ware. We keep rocking and rolling. So it's August the 4th. The season kicks off on August the 27th with HBCU football. And I tell you what, it promises to be an exciting season. For those watching, uh, we, as you can see him right there, we have Quentin Morgan. He's the head football coach uh, of Langston for those that are listening. Quentin Morgan, the head football coach at Langston. He's in his eighth season. He took over in the middle of 2015. He's had a very successful run, uh, made some, uh, obviously won some conference championships, uh, made some NAI, uh, NAIA playoff runs as well as Coach Morgan joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Morgan, I appreciate the time. We do this each and every year. Welcome back to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely, no question. I, you know, interesting enough, right? Seven and three last year. I think for a lot of programs, seven and three would be, you know, a solid year. Not so much for you from where you all uh, have come from. So just kind of sum up uh, last year's seven and three uh, season there in Oklahoma. Um, we started out real hot. Uh, you know, uh, one ran off the first seven. Was able to go beat the number nine team in the nation at their in their own backyard, and then um, just didn't have the I would say the experience to finish the task. You know, I I had a very youthful team last year, and then, and then once we we won that 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 game against Ottawa, you know, we felt like they felt like it was over with, as if you know the last three opponent opponents was not going to give us their best game. And so us just losing hindsight of, you know, finishing the task kind of really, kind of really hurt us, you know? Yeah. I mean, did, how much did COVID affect you? You did have an opportunity to play in the spring of 2021, played really a, a handful of games. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking because to your point, you started out like gangbusters and, and didn't finish the season the way you would have wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, but. That's just like I said. It, it's just I played with a young group. It was majority freshmen, you know. And uh, if you look at my roster, I have a lot of returning uh, guys from that team, you know. So that they're now that they're sophomores, um, I maybe had four seniors on the whole team. So to be totally honest with you, it was just a, a very useful team that hadn't tasted that type of limelight before, you know. Uh, you know, at any given day, Team B can beat Team A if Team A doesn't come prepared, you know. And uh, and that's basically what happened. Uh, COVID was, uh, I guess you can say, it, it's not an excuse for why we didn't finish the way we're supposed to finish. I wouldn't dare say that at all. But it was it was different plan during COVID because we weren't able to have a, um, I guess you would say, a 
a good preparation time. It was like we set out that whole fall, was instru- wasn't was instructed not to do anything, and then it was like, hey, we need you guys to play this spring. You got five games. And so, you know, it, by the uh, third game, we were really just now starting to get into some football shape, to be totally honest with you. Because prior to that, you know, COVID happened, we got hit with that Arctic blast up here. I don't know if you remember when we had they had an Arctic blast up here that kind of like put us indoors for like almost two to three weeks with the snow and, and the ice. And uh, so a lot of our conditioning had to be done inside of a gym. So, but, you know, uh, it, the season doesn't reflect from what happened with COVID. Uh, COVID was a, a different experience. I enjoyed playing in the spring, to be totally honest with you. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, though, you know, it, it's about just finishing what you start. And, and that's what we got to do this year. What are some of the things? Are, are there certain adjustments you made? you know, in the off season, because I, I mean, I, I've known you for quite some time. You've won every year. Obviously you've done very well at Langston. I know that season last year didn't sit well with you. So what are some of the things, maybe some of the changes you made in the off season? I had to go back and reflect, you know, on uh, some things. And, and uh, during my reflection, it, it, basically, you know, I had to, I got to keep my foot on their throat a little bit more, you know, and, um, I've I've had some problems going on in my life. I have a, you know, a lot of people don't know, but I I had a one year old who, who was a, who who's now two now. He has he had been battling cancer, mm. for like the last two years. So I've been dealing with a lot personally, you know. That's been kind of like been a distraction to me, you know, to give my full one hundred to the program. You know, uh, my my baby boy he was diagnosed with a uh, a Williams tumor. And it occupied uh, 80% of his of his of his right kidney. We had to get that removed, and he had been going through chemo once a week wow. for like the the last two years. We just now getting the port out of his chest. Uh, I would like to say around it was just around this November we got the the port out of his chest. So now it's like you know he's actually getting the opportunity to have a normal life, not have to deal with chemo every week and. Wow you know, dealing with mood swings and stuff like that from a one-year-old. Like, he never got the opportunity to be a child because of what was going on with him. But, you know, that was one of the biggest distractions that I had going on with me personally that no one really knew about but my family here uh, at Langston University and my team and my my coaching staff. And they all supported me through it, you know, to be totally honest with you. It was tough on me. It was – Man, really tough. Sometimes I would just tear up, and you know, because I was thinking about the pain that he would go through. Wow. So I had a lot on my mind, and and I think I thank God for the experience because I believe it made me stronger. And I know um, my son is going to be something special. Uh, uh, God has him in His hands, and uh, I look forward to seeing how great he's going to be as a man because he's been through so much already. Just as a two-year-old man, is it's ridiculous, and. Uh, but beautiful child, he's he's energetic and he's got his his wits back about him, and uh, mm. I can't wait for him to to come and watch you know daddy's team play and not you know be in pain as he's watching you know and uh, but yeah so I had a couple of you know family problems going on, but uh, other than that um, it it gave my uh, my reflection it was basically to kind of like you know what's in God's hands is in God's hands. And um, I got to be a, uh, I got to stay focused and continue to be a provider, not only for my family, but for these young men that I, that I coach every day, you know, they look up to me 
they finally strengthened me. And so, you know, it's important that I, you know, cherish that and continue to stay humble and work hard. And so that was my reflection. I'm a hard worker. And, uh, you know, it's a couple of things we're going to do schematically, of course, that we can change up to, to also help that is going to also help within that reflection as well. Man, well, we're, we're, we'll continue to pray for your son. Glad that he's doing um, a lot better, you know, right now. Um, that, of course, you, if you're watching uh, that and if you're listening to, the, to this, that's the voice of Quentin Morgan, who is the head football coach at Langston, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. He's in his eighth season. Spring, tell, tell us about spring um you know did it go well not with your expectations and you know but but just talk a little bit about spring and the preparation for coming into this season um expectation wise i'm one of those guys that's you know i wanted to be crisp you know great and but the the guys the kids done great coaching staff done great it's just that I uh, I have high expectations. And, you know, sometimes I set unrealistic goals just to reach the goals where I'm at, you know. Uh, so it, it, it just creates a drive in me, and and the kids work hard. You know, that, that's all I can really ask for. Uh, they worked really hard this spring, to be totally honest, which they hit the weight room real good. Um, one of the things, biggest things that I'm more prou most proud of my team is about is, is their, their academics, though, man. Uh, when I first took over this team, and the, the Team cumulative GPA was a 2.4, and right now we're 2.99. So we're wow. overall almost a 3.0 as a as a as a whole team. And I graduate 80% of my guys, you know, or more. So I'm I'm very proud of what my guys are doing. Um, I do push my my kids on my team to use the sport, and I let the sport use them. And and what I mean what I mean by that is them um, you know taking taking their academic serious you know um, though we love that NFL dream and aspirations to go to NFL we need more you know positive young men in society and, and that's what I push them to be if that NFL dream is not there so I'm very very proud of what my guys done this off season not only just on the field but academically as well. You know, I, I think, you know, for your offense, I mean, it's got to begin with Larry Harrington, the quarterback. I remember, I can't remember if it was, no, uh, who, who who selected him. Where he, I think he went to Norfolk State. I, I remember because he's from this area. And he yes, was, correct. yeah, and I remember, you know, ranking the recruiting classes and remembering him and remember when he played um, in this area. He had, a, he had a really good season, you know, for you last year. Talk about him and the expectation for him in 2022. I think he's going to do a whole lot better. You know, um, if you if you think about it, you know, Larry, he still um, – he was just coming into his own, to be totally honest with you. All right. Uh, the – we lost him after the first game of the season where we had to bring in Raquan Washington, who stepped in and done a great job, you know. And um, Larry didn't get back until almost the fourth or fifth game of the, of the season. And he kind of, like, took over the, the helm from there. And so, you know, with this spring up under his belt, you know, uh, he's learned the offensive scheme a lot better, and he's doing a whole lot better with getting the ball out of his hands, making great decisions with the ball. Um, him and offensive quarter, coordinator coach Darrell Mason have been working on one accord with one another. So I'm very proud of him and the strides that he has taken to, uh, you know, basically learn more into the scheme. And he's understanding it a whole lot better, you know, and uh, I think he's going to do great this year for us. 
Yeah, a guy that can throw it, can can run it also, um, you know, can definitely get some things done. Speak to who he's going to in, in some of the names and uh, expectations you have of some of the guys he's going to throw the football to this season. Uh, you got Brian Hasbro, um, Kevin Allen, um, Raekwon Washington. We're going to use him as like a utility. Um, you got John Luis. Uh, you got Ivory Will Wright. We got a we got a group of our receiving core is going to be really uh, impressive. We got a uh, Quentin Tobar uh, transfer from Mississippi State University. Uh, we brought in another young man from um, from, from Illinois, from the University of Illinois, uh, by the name of Desmond Dan. So we got a couple of big targets and some shifty targets for him to be able to get the ball to. That are going to be it's going to be really exciting to watch them get on one on one accord and, and the things that they're going to be able to do together. You know, you've you've always had someone that can carry or someone or two, really, quite frankly, over the years that can really, you know, carry the football. Who who will who or who will that person be or those persons be? Right now, we we're we're uh, leaning on Taj Davison. Um, he's one of our uh, big backs. He's a back that we got coming in. He's weighed about 230. And uh, he's, he's very uh, effective in our run game. It's going to take more than one to um, one tackle left to stop him. I'm a, I'm a big believer in uh, it's hard to tackle backs that 230, 225, two, you know, around that size in the fourth quarter. It's hard to hit those, young, you know, hard to hit those men in the fourth quarter especially when you got a good good ground attack. And um, we have a, a good young offensive line that's returning. We only lost one offensive lineman last year. We lost uh, uh, Lewis Chandler. And uh, other than that, the rest of the line is returning. There was a bunch of babies out there at offensive line. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what we'll be able to do. Um, we're still going to be a balanced offense. We're going to run the ball and we're going to throw it. Um, yeah. I preferably would love to have that run game, sixty percent, that and that uh and that passing game around forty percent. Of course, Quentin Morgan's the head football coach at Langston. He joins us here on the program. Defense has been another staple. You you look at some of the numbers over the years. You always have guys that are all conference. As a matter of fact, a lot of a lot of over the years, a lot of your guys have gotten votes on on the on our or the HBCU All America team. Um, you know, talk about who will be key for you on the defensive side of the football this year. It's going to be Devin DeRusso, my preseason All-American. He he is the the he's my other coach out there. He's been with me since 2018. To be totally honest with you, redshirted for me in 18, and uh, he, he got his first competition to play against Southern, and uh, in that year against Southern where where we had that lightning delay. And uh, he's uh, excellent in the classroom, a very smart young man. He's actually will be finishing up with me with a master's degree. Wow. That's how well he's been attacking, you know, the academics. He's only played four years of ball and be ended up having a master's degree by the time he get done. So the COVID year kind of helped him a lot. It gave me another veteran out there that's going to be able to help. So he's like a little young coach on the field, to be totally honest with you. I know it was a couple of years ago, but I think that 2019 season was really special because you went through the season, if memory serves me correctly, undefeated, won the conference, 
playoff hosted, I, I believe, hosted uh, playoffs. Yeah, 18, 18, we went undefeated. 18, okay. Uh, 18, we went undefeated. 19, that's where the one loss from the lightning delay from Southern played. In fact, we went 9-1 and one during that season. And then, um, yeah, we went to the playoffs both of those uh, both of those seasons. Yeah, well, speak to that. What do you? I, and I know, I mean, I was, I know it was a couple of years ago, but I think it's important to mention that because, um, you know, you you got you 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 did great. You made an, you had an appearance in the national playoffs, of course, uh, in and NAIA representing HBCUs, and which is a great season. Uh, of course, now being a member of the Sooner Athletic uh, Conference. Oh, uh, it was a it was a great experience to be totally honest with you, especially representing HBCUs, you know, and uh, predominantly white league. To be totally honest, with you, the PWI league, you know, it 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 was uh, a very great experience. You know, uh, we had to come with our best game. You know, our X's and O's has to be there on point. Uh, the kids' discipline has to be there on point, and we pushed uh, Kansas Wesleyan to the limit at Kansas Wesleyan that second year in nineteen, and uh, we just fell short at the end man and that team ended up making the run all the way into the semifinals uh so it just shows you you know how good of a team we really were um you know we just didn't finish out strong in that last quarter we held the lead for pretty much the whole game and just the last quarter a late touchdown hurt us and uh but um i'm foaming at the mouth to get back into that you know into that into that setting again you know my first year into it was in 18 i got my head kicked in so it was like, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to be prepared and be ready to go. And in that, in 19, we, we actually, you know, pushed our uh, ops to the limit. So uh, if God blesses me to get another opportunity, I think this will be – I'll have a good run at it. What's Speak to what's the ball like in the Sooner Athletic Conference? As you mentioned, you, you and actually Texas College, another HBCU, made the move with you going back, as you mentioned, uh, now to, to SA – See, but what's the football like in the Sooner Athletic Conference? Very, very competitive. Uh, we got two great teams uh, uh, from out of Arizona, with Arizona Christian and Ottawa, uh, Texas Wesleyan. You know, it's a, uh, now we have Louisiana College. We have a lot of private schools who have great funding inside of our uh, inside of our conference. So you know, it, it's it's exciting ball play each game. To be totally honest with you, and you know, every game. We're going to get everyone's best game. So we're like that. Yeah, I would say like everyone's championship game and from the low man on the totem pole up to the, to the top guys. You know, they everyone have their bragging credibility if they beat us. So it's just having that bullseye on your back. It, it makes it very fun and it's very competitive. And then speak to the schedule. You open the season at home against Oklahoma Panhandle State, but Kind of talk about the schedule. Of course, the next game, I mean, I know you'd probably take it one game at a time, but the next game is on the road against Texas College. As I mentioned, you guys have a, a bit of a rivalry there. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, it's, it's, it's normally a fun competition between us and Texas College. Uh, you know, um, they have a new coaching staff there. Coach Greg Ellis is no longer there. You know, Greg Ellis with Dallas Cowboys. He was the coach. He was the head coach there last year. Now he's at Southwest Assemblies of God, which is Sagu, who's on the schedule as well. Um, I'm not too familiar with the new head coach, uh, but I'm more than sure me and him would touch bases and, you know, it'd be a mutual respect because 
you know, we're the only two HBCUs that are in the conference. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I stand corrected. We have added Arkansas Baptist inside the conference too now. So Arkansas Baptist, Baptist makes our third HBCU actually in our conference, to be totally honest with you. So, uh, uh, but like I said, but getting back to Texas, uh, Texas College, it, it'll be a fun experience as usual. Um, I look forward to a competitive game, and we just got to go out there and play ball, yeah, you know, play line football. Yeah, uh, last thought, and we appreciate the time. Quentin Morgan is the head football coach uh, at Langston. Do, would you speak to is, – is, there's an HBCU move. You're an HBCU guy. You're an HBCU grad. You've coached at HBCUs mm-hmm. prior to coming – uh, to Langston, where you were actually an, uh, an assistant coach before you became uh, the head coach. There's a there's a movement, but that us as HBCU people have known about forever. Um, you know, y- your thoughts and is Langston benefiting from that uh, from this movement that has gotten out to more of the masses. Um, I would like to say that Langston has been benefiting regardless of the the new movement, you know, we have great leadership here. And uh, from our president, Dr. Ken Smith Jr., you know what I'm saying? We have great leadership here. We've been on a, we've been on a move prior to, you know, the, uh, the Dion's and, you know, the Eddie George's, which we are all doing a great job basically uh, with, with their platform as head coaches by, you know, speaking up for these young athletes, you know, I think that is so much important and that I, I, he doesn't know how much I, I, I thank him and appreciate him for that, even though I haven't got the opportunity to, to tell him. By the way, he was, you know, my, my favorite player in football. But I just love the simple fact of how he's speaking up for these HBCUs. I think, it's, you know, it should have been done uh, a long time ago. And, you know, just to see, like you said, the movement that is creating uh, I think it's great. You know, to my mind, HBCU football always been the best football. Uh, all you got to do is look at the uh, look at the record books in the NFL, and and that'll tell you everything. You know, I feel like it, yeah, I've always said it myself. When it comes to skill position wise, the only difference is, is the interior skill position wise. Our kids can play with anybody on any level. You know, uh, the difference is just the interior, and and I've been saying that um, since I started since I've been able to be blessed to be a head coach, you know, I, I know what kind, kind of kids I have that are skill position kids. And it's just the difference in, like I said, the interior, big guys up front. And um, it, it, if the playing fields were even, even, I think that every HBCU will be able to compete across the nation. Quentin Morgan in his eighth season as the head football coach at Langston joins us here on the HBCU football daily podcast. The Lions going to open the season at home on Saturday, September 3rd against Oklahoma Panhandle State. Coach Morgan, I, you know, we, we, we've we done this over the phone. It's good to see you uh, in right this manner. Us. And uh, right good, yes, sir, good luck to you and the Lions this season. God bless, man, and thank you so much, Don. Quentin Morgan not satisfied with the Lions' 7-3 and three season last year, definitely looking to retool and get the Lions back in the national playoffs. That's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU football daily podcast. Thank you for joining us for listening to the podcast. You can also watch these podcasts as well on the box to row YouTube page. Don't forget to tell 
a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where you can find us online at BoxToRow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk with you tomorrow. Slow down, baby. Let you know from the gate. I don't baby. I want a chick with thick hips and licks to lips. She could be the office type, but like the strip. Girl, you get me aroused. How you look in my eye? But you talk too much, man. You're ruining my. I wanna lose the feeling because the roof and ceiling is on fire. And you looking good for the getting. I'm a rider. Whether in a hoodie or a linen, a provider. You should see the jury on my women, and I'm living it up. The squad stay filling the truck with chicks that's willing to trizz with.